Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm joined on the podcast today by Monica Chenault Kilgore, author of the debut novel, Long Gone, Come Home. Best-selling writer Bryn Turnbull wrote about the novel. Monica Chenault Kilgore's Long Gone, Come Home is a big-hearted story of perseverance, family, and ambition set against the backdrop of the Great Depression and the racial intolerances of the early 20th century. And Bertie Chenault Kilgore has created an unforgettable heroine whose resilience and determination will resonate long after you finish reading. Monica, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Jeff, for having me. Absolutely. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your novel, Long Gone, Come Home, how would you describe the novel? Well, Long Gone, Come Home is a fictional coming-of-age drama that's told through the lens of a young woman who overcomes multiple dilemmas while searching for her missing husband during the 1930s to early 40s. Um, The story traces her experiences as she travels from a small farm town in Kentucky to the big cities of Chicago, Illinois, and Cincinnati, Ohio. It's part adventure, part romance, with a touch of mystery, with a backdrop of the emerging jazz era, the vestiges of the Great Depression, the ramp up to World War II, and the progression of the civil rights movement. Well, do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to writing Long Gone, Come Home? Oh, wow. Um, It went through tons of transformation. Um, Jeff, this is my debut novel, um, but it didn't start off as being a a novel. Um, Many, many years ago, I was trying to do a nonfiction kind of interview with uh, women from at different ages, multiple, multiple um, generational women um, and um, girls to talk about their dreams, to talk about their lives, how their lives turned out, um, that, you know, were their expectations met as they grew older and started their family. So I wanted to have, you know, um, stories of folks from across the nation, because I've lived in the Midwest, on the East Coast, on the West Coast. And my goal was to actually, you know, um, have a series of, you know, interviews with different women to share what we have in common um, regionally, despite our regional differences and our generational differences. So I started interviewing, you know, different folks that I knew. And um, one woman that I interviewed uh, was a friend of my mother's. We called her Nanny, but her name was Bertie. And she was such a bon vivant. She was just, you know, <laughs> she was an older woman. It, at the time I interviewed her, you know, she was in her, you know, approaching her 90s. And she told just lively stories about her life um, in Kentucky, um, the many loves of her life and, and, and things like that and the disappointments. And so from my nonfiction uh, project, which really wasn't, you know, I just wanted to write. So it wasn't, you know, (laughs) deeply rooted. And after speaking with um, uh, Bertie, I was like, oh, wow, my imagination started to run rampant. And I said, I can take her story and just keep keep it moving and, you know, write a fictional piece about um, a woman who discovers herself as she 
um, lives her life from the small farm towns through um, big cities, becoming an entrepreneur, becoming a mother and, you know, suffering love and great love and loss. Um, so it just evolved from there. And was there a specific moment where you where you basically decided, oh, I'm going to write this fictionally as opposed to to <laughs> nonfiction? Well, this was back in the day. So I was, um, you know, uh, I was recording my interviews with Birdie. And then when I was listening to the recordings and she was talking about some of the things that that occurred in her life, um, I was like, oh, wow, what if this happened? And what if <laughs> this happened? And, it, you know, I'm a writer. So and, you know, I come from, you know, reading multiple fairy tales when I was a child. So my imagination just said, oh, wow, wow, let's let's just write a story, you know, about Birdie. But the story Long Gone Come Home isn't really about the real Birdie, but she was the, you know, the impetus for all of the things that happened. And the rest was organic, you know, imagination. Sure. Well, once you had finished writing, <coughs> excuse me, once you had finished writing the novel, what was your path to publication and finding a publisher? Oh, my gosh. Now, you know, I, <laughs> it was tremendous. Um, and it wasn't at all what I anticipated, um, of course, uh, but I love telling this story. So um, once I got to a certain point and I thought the novel was the the best thing ever, not quite yet, but <laughs> I thought it was, I, I set out to query for agents and things like that. And I, of course, it, in my mind, I thought everyone who came across this manuscript would just love it. They would love it so much. They just... Yes, Monica, they throw money at me. They'd hoist me on their shoulders and say, this is the best thing ever. Um, however, it was very quickly I learned that was not the case. Um, so when I sent it out to query, I got a ton of rejections. And I mean a ton of rejections. Mm -hmm. And I knew this because I knew the story wasn't going to be, you know, it wasn't for everyone. But um, no after no after no came. Um, and I was like, okay. Um, let's try this. So I revamped all kinds of things. I revamped the query. I revamped the story. I, you know, I did all kinds of things to change to try to get, you know, get it through the door. But I got a close to a hundred, I should say a little over a hundred rejections. But then I said, you know what, this has got to happen. This story I, in my heart of heart, I knew it had to happen. Um, I kept pushing and kept pushing. Um, and, Ultimately, it did happen. So I always tell people, you know, do not, you know, turn away from your dream. You know, it can happen. Every no is one step closer to yes. So you got to keep it moving. Um, learn what you need to learn. Keep your, you know, eyes open. Don't take it personal. You know, revamp and shift as you learn. But you got to keep going. Because like I said, after 100 rejections, you know, there was a thing right there at the end, and I was able to to get through it. That's wonderful. Well, it, it is a historical novel. What kind of research did you do as you were writing the novel? Oh, it was um, fun stuff, of course. Um, you know, you go through all you can on the Internet, and, of course, you spend hours and hours and hours chasing little, you know, stories. Um, but... Um, I can say what was most helpful 
was, you know, going to the library. I'm an old school girl. I love the libraries <laughs> and just looking at old newspapers. I mean, mm-hmm. the no newspapers that they had and reading different stories during that era. Um, and they were written, you know, I have a journalism background and, you know, um, I went through, you know, the Ohio State School of Journalism and learned how to to properly, you know, write uh, newspaper articles. But back in the in the 30s and, you know, um, around that time, newspaper articles were written with such flair. They were just entertainment. There were stories, <laughs> you know, about, you know, society issues, you know, people that jumped through windows, poisoned their spouse, and they were just written. I mean, it was just, you know, I of course, again, the creativity and imagination jumped in. You know, so, you know, looking through those old newspapers, um, you know, gave me the the tone of the of the times, but also helped spark the imagination to let me know where my story went through. So, you know, going through all kinds of libraries throughout, you know, New Jersey, went through Rutgers University, um, I went over to um, um, Harlem, you know, uh, to the New York um, to look through uh, at the Schomburg. Um, that was helpful as well. Um, and just went from there. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You know. Wow, that's great. Well, you write about jazz in the novel. Do you listen to music while you're writing? Oh, my gosh. Music is my life, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's always a music on somewhere. You know, I grew up in a household. I mean, of course, I wasn't there in the 30s and 40s. But, you know, um, my mom um, loved music. 
Um, so there was always a soundtrack playing in the background that was either signaling us to be quiet or, you know, just signaling us to, you know, do your homework or whatever. There's always music and basically jazz. You know, I grew up with the modern jazz quartet and Ramsey Lewis and, you know, also the classics. You know, my mom took us to the symphony. So, you know, I have an interest in classical music as well. Um Jazz music is uh, my jam, so to speak. You know, I love to hear, you know, you know, even the contemporary jazz. But, you know, I'm into the classics, um, Miles Davis and the like. So music, you know, it kind of gives me, you know, the energy. So I listen to music all the time and I incorporate that in, in all my writing because it kind of sets the tone. You know, I have a soundtrack for you know, love and have a sound soundtrack for even dinner, whether it's a big <laughs> dinner or a small dinner. So I, I love music and I try to incorporate it and in a little bit of music history and everything that I write. That's great. Well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels? Oh, I, I really believe there's so many stories out there and if someone feels the need to write, they need to write it and get it out there. Um, one bit of advice I, I tell people is that um, to write without judgment, um, because a lot of folks feel that, oh, I can't possibly write a story because, you know, I can't write it. Or it doesn't look right. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't look like what I've read or look like what I know. But you have to start writing without judgment and just get those thoughts on a page. Um, and so and keep writing, you know, commit to, you know, even journaling. Um, look at that on a daily basis. Set aside time to to um, write something down and don't judge it. Don't judge it as good, bad or indifferent, but just keep on writing and the flow will come. You know, you'll find ideas that um, you've written about that you can, you know, um, take that ball and run on, so to speak. But the key is just to write and not judge what you write and to keep it going on a um, regular basis. I mean, I don't write um, linearly. You know, uh, Long Gone Come, Come Home was not written like chapter by chapter by chapter. There was some poetry that I was writing that... Um, I did years ago with, without thinking about it going into a book, you know, but it ended up in the story because it was most appropriate for that time. Um, I could have been sitting on a beach and just, you know, looking at the, um, the dolphins out in the water, which I wish I was now, but I'm not. But something like that would spark a story and I'd write it. It didn't have a beginning or an end, but guess what? It made its way in some context in in the story. So just keep writing. You know, your um, pieces don't have to go anywhere. It just has to be your thoughts um, or your prayers. Um, but put it down. Don't judge it and, and keep it going. Allow yourself that open birth to, to write and write some more. And what was the editing process like for you for the novel once you did find a publisher? Oh, that that was interesting. And I, I just feel um, so blessed to have had such a uh, wonderful editor, uh, Lynn Raposo. I'll give her a little shout out because she did an excellent job. Um, of course, like I said, I just wrote from the heart. 
um, and wrote in bits and pieces and put things together in a way I thought it worked. So, of course, when I uh, turned in the manuscript to the editor, um, Lynn said, you know what, you're starting in the wrong place. Move this here. I mean, she just she was the mechanic and put things in order so that the story could flow and could move. Um, some things, you know, I scratched my head at and some things I was like, oh, oh, I get it. Now I see. Um, so it was a process where I had to keep an open mind. Um, I had to let some things go. Of course, I love every word, every phrase, you know, every piece, every character. Um, but the editor said, you know what, move this around here, take this character out. Um, and I ultimately did see um, her wisdom and how to, you know, put this together because it's like a, 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 you know, a recipe. So we're trying to get that uh, perfection in terms of the the dessert that we're making that tastes the best. And the editor was able to, um, you know, put that all together. And I had to keep an open mind about it. Um, there was a time where, you know, the the editor said, we got to lose a, a a character. And I had to fight for one character. I said, no, 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 they've got to stay. And I won that battle. But most parts <laughs> of the um, editing process um, worked very well as I was able to kind of knit it together along with my editor, who I really trust. That's great. Well, have you started working on another novel? I have. I have. I'm in the midst of doing that. I'm, um, we're in the midst of edits. Um, for a, another story that takes place in the 1920s. Um, this is also a story of um, historical fiction. Um, it goes along the um, vaudeville circuit. Um, it's about a woman who is like um, thrust into the, you know, uh, the, the business and wants to become a vaudeville star. Um, and she goes through a lot of, um, you know, hurdles um, to get to that point. Um, it's it's also kind of a collection of adventure, mystery, and, you know, um, it's, it's, it's quite a trek. Right now, the title is Cakewalk. Um, so um, I'm looking forward to bringing that into the world. That sounds fun. Well, what novels have you read recently that you enjoyed? Well, right now, I wish I could read more. I mean, that's been my happy place, but I've been so busy with, um, sure. of course, Long Gone Come Home and in writing Cakewalk and getting that out. So I haven't had as much time as I'd like to really, really uh, read. You know, I've started bits and pieces here, like I'm um, reading uh, right now, um, what is it? Take My Hand. Um, by Dolan Perkin Valdez, you know, which is uh, it's not a lightweight novel, but very mm -hmm. well written. And I'm um, kind of getting started for with that as well. Um, I have a few. Also, I've started because um, I, I like, um, you know, mysteries and adventures and things like that. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'm always my eyes always open for some new adventures. Oh, Black Candle Woman. Um, I've been reading that also. Um, I used to be like, I got to read a book from beginning to end and then start another book. But, you know, as life got has gotten so hectic, I'll start one and I'll stop it. Then I'll start doing something else and then I'll open. I'm sure I'm not alone in all that. So um, just 
stories that have phenomenal woman, women and, and, and great tales of, you know, overcoming challenges. That's uh, the stories that attract me. Sure. Well, where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your debut novel? Well, they can find me at the the usual spots. You know, I'm on Instagram at Monica C. Kilgore. Um, I'm also on, um, uh, you can find me on Facebook uh, at author Monica Chanel Kilgore. Um, You can go to my website, which is, you know, MonicaChanelKilgore.com. So I'm, I'm out there. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking to Monica Chenault Kilgore, author of the debut novel, Long Gone Come Home. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. And Monica, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you so much. Absolutely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.